Welcome to Breakthrough with Marty. I'm your host, Marty Garlic. I'm a physical therapist, life coach, entrepreneur, and yogini. Breakthrough with Marty is a weekly conversation of personal journeys and health and personal transformations. We all have life traumas. Hopefully we don't get stuck there and identify with these traumas. Showing how we progress through traumas leading to a victory, we are sharing real life breakthroughs. Remember those obstacles put in your past are actually gems. It is up to us to shape and polish these gems so we may shine brilliantly. Through others' transformations, we realize that our own is possible. Well, welcome Lauren Tulin. Lauren and I have known each other for many years through through yoga trainings. I'm not even sure what year we actually met. It was probably like 2003, 2000. Yeah, I would say I would say at least 2003. So we're going on 20 years almost. <laughs> and so, Laura, thank you for volunteering to be on the podcast. I started this podcast after many Tony Robbins events and took a course. And so the title is Breakthrough with Marty. And so, Lauren, I've known you through very different stages in your in your life, your adult life. And what have you broken through or what's your breakthrough? All right. Well, I don't know if I, I, when we had initially, when you invited me to be one of your guests um, (laughs) and sort of gave me a framework, I came up very quickly with three different breakthrough time periods uh, or events that represent some stages of life for me. So, and just by way of background, again, you and I, we've met through yoga trainings, and it's it's been an integral part of your life, your adult life. Um, for me, um, it began really early on, and that was probably part of the first breakthrough quote that I can remember. So in my definition, my experience of breakthrough, it's like, for me, I'm thinking of, of it as something happening where I had a great realization that caused me to change my trajectory. Right. Yes. So I was probably about 13 years old, maybe 12 or 13 years old. And I had grown up thus far in a very chaotic family situation. It's hard to even say there was a family. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom was a single mom. This was, uh, well, let's see, let's see uh, the mid seventies. My mom was uh, struggling financially. She was struggling emotionally. She was struggling with uh, addiction. And if you can, if you can picture that, my sister and I sort of getting rolled by these constant waves. Not that, not that my mother is a bad person or, or didn't have love to give, but she didn't have a lot of stability to give. So, so a word that might describe my childhood was chaotic, and oftentimes a little bit scary. And so we. We were living in a place and my next door neighbor had was maybe, I'm going to say, it's hard to, you know, when you're that young, but I'm going to say she was in her early fifties and her two daughters had just fled, who had just left the nest to go to college. So she was empty nesting and they had moved from California. So here we are in Massachusetts and these really cool, like educated hippie folks moved (laughs) in next door. And she, her name is Bunny. I don't want to give the last name, but her name was Bunny. And she 
took a liking to me. And she, she was a person who was very skillful in what she did and measured in what she did. She saw the situation and she saw that I was floundering. I was a good student and, and for all intents and purposes, a, a well-behaved kid. So she literally kind of took me on as a, like, you know, the fresh air fund or the, or the men, the mentee as the little sister, as the surrogate daughter, whatever. And for a good couple of years, I did a lot with her and her husband, David, who was a musician and a professor. And when the girls were home, but she, without saying anything against the way that I was living, she showed me another way of living. They were sophisticated in terms of all kinds of cuisine and the way that they, you know, just the way that they lived. They listened to classical music. It was calm. And I realized with that youthful tween mind, I, I can almost remember waking up one time, one day and saying, you know, this is, you know, this is my mother. This is my sister, but I don't belong here. Yeah. It didn't feel right. This is not where I should be. So I began to really wake up to the other possibilities of culture, of the value of education. And I think that that's what, in, what sparked in me this drive Very this good. Drive to, to be different, to, to sort of what I call like jump out of the flywheel of what I could be if I had stayed in that environment. Sure. And Bonnie is the first person who introduced me to yoga at about the age of 13 or 14. So you're, I'm talking 1977, something like that. So we were in the church basement and we had quilted (laughs) our own yoga mats. And, you know, I, she bought me my first, we wore tights and leotards back then, um, like dancers. And (laughs) (laughs) I remember. Yeah. And it was kind of a very different scene, very hippie scene. So we're, you know, Bunny and I, we sewed, we sewed our own yoga mats. The first time I did Shavasana, it was an absolute res- revelation. And, you know, although I iterated back and forth through high school and college years, yoga has always been part of my life. And I feel like that was the, the first breakthrough that I really had that said, wow, I have a vision here of, of the possibility of something different. And I've yes. got to manage my life and I've got to really hone my ambition so that I can do, I can do things differently so that I don't, I don't perpetuate this chaotic, you know, mm-hmm. socioeconomic and emotional kind of turmoil. So that was my yeah. first, my first breakthrough. Um, and it really set, set a tone for everything that I did from there. Although this in the second breakthrough, I ended up in college because money is power, right? Yes, it is. You no, know, it's not, not my heart. And you already know this, Marty, but in my heart, I'm a creative. In my heart, I've got this artistic sense. In my heart, I'm a, a right-brained person. Yes. But my head told me I needed to go left brain. And I got a bachelor's and an advanced degree in money and banking, finance, risk management. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't seem like a bad thing to have. No, but 
but it didn't. Uh, and I, and I worked really hard at the top of my class, you know, got a fellowship, got a great job. I was hoofing it down park Avenue in my red power suit with my bright red lipstick and my still house. And, you know, I was making the money and this was 1990, 91. Yeah. Did it fulfill you? That's the thing. Right. So I was, I was pushing against this energetic sort of causal wind that, and it was working so hard and not listening, mm-hmm. not paying attention, being motivated. What's, what's my paycheck? What's my position? You know, that, you know, kind of, that ambition. Knowing you today, that is not who you are. <laughs> no. And it's to the point where, you know, you, you get, however you want to say it, the universe, the universe, or God, or goddess, or spirit taps you on the shoulder, whispers in your ear, taps you a little harder, starts to shove you, and then the next thing you know, you're flat on your face. Well, my flat on the face was in ICU with a heart condition at the age of 28. Oh, God. So, right? (laughs) I had stressed myself into literally, I gave myself the gift of, of a heart that wouldn't beat right. I'm fine now. Right. That was the breakthrough that was thrust upon me. <laughs> you know, going in the right direction, we're going to make you stop. <laughs> exactly. And I and I tend to be a person who's pretty slow on the uptake, apparently, because it took that long for me to realize and that much drama for me to realize, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. Although 28 is not that old. So still early on in some people's lives. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like, exactly, that's true. But I feel like Grace has always been uh, a, a really, as for you too, that, that has been a, a very vocal companion, like a very active yes. participant in my life. So I think that that happening so quickly. Yes. Um, Slap in the, in the head, yeah, so to as, speak. As a good friend of mine said, it's a poorly wrapped gift, right? But a gift. Oh. So I began to, you know, I, I kind of left that really, really high pressure sales oriented career moved into something a little kinder, gentler moved back from, I uh, was living in Greenwich, Connecticut and commuting into Manhattan, left that life, came back to origin with my husband at that time um, in Massachusetts and um, you know, sort of slowed down and began to straddle trying to have a career that still used some of my education. But then also that's when, if, if you remember like, mid nineties or yeah. early nineties. That's when I started to, to teach a yoga, teach yoga. That was before a lot of certification programs. So I was straddling that world for a long time and um, making uh, particularly meditation and pranayama a lot more meaningful and consistent in my life. So Awesome. I, yeah, by by 1990, 1999, 2000, mm-hmm. um, I was moving almost exclusively to teaching yoga. And of course, because I was married at that time, I was supported in my ability to do that. And I did have some consulting and things like that. But I was transitioning and it felt so right. Good. So good. So that was this, this sort of second breakthrough, me as a being responsible adult and listening to that inner, inner guy. Yes. Yeah. And then 20 years of that and get us, and you and I both having by providence, providence, divine providence, 
two of the same teachers, right? Yes. So studying with them for a couple of decades and getting his highest <laughs> level of certification and actually running the certification program. I still can't get away from my roots of ambition, right? So I've got, <laughs> you know, I've got to make it right. So why don't I just take, take this over and certifying all of these wonderful teachers and putting our, putting the presence of this, this lineage and this tradition out there and, but having a male teacher, not that I don't, you and I, we both love yep. teacher. But started to hear that voice, like, hmm. hmm, you know, it's not just that boys stink or whatever, you know. But it's like, okay, now I'm in my now I'm in my mid fifties, yes, and I wanna I wanna just walk face forward, eyes open, hair flowing into divine feminine. Sounds awesome. So breakthrough number three. Just, just this last year, we I found a new teacher, and she's not a yoga teacher. That's okay. She's a spiritual guide, and I'm taking this uh, coaching course with, can I say who it is? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. With the divine Marianne Williamson. So this, this life coaching course is based on A Course in Miracles, which is, which many people all around the world know. And this is this presents a brand new paradigm for helping people to understand healing, growth, change, adaptation, to access their own inner guide, their own power. And there's a lot of commonality between what is offered in the Course in Miracles and what Marianne offers and the work that I was already doing as a yoga therapist. So I feel like this is this is um, right on the path of what you should be doing. And here's the thing is I feel like this on some level is every, the first two breakthroughs and the, and the transitions and the, and the trajectory there have helped me to make this latest, and I'm not saying it's my last, but this latest yeah. one <laughs> so effortless, so effortless because my yoga therapy business, if you will, it is a business. Yes. I mean, I've got clients from all over all over the world. And it's not just that. I'm having, well, we are, right? I'm not the, as Marianne says, you're the faucet, not the water. Yes. But my work with these people, having tremendous, tremendous results, tremendous breakthroughs for them, particularly in the realm of their lives as part of a couple, mm-hmm. to be a, a theme. And also anxiety and depression. Those are the two things that are coming to me that I seem to be drawing. Mm -hmm. And the work that I've done leading up to now and the work that I'm, you know, the the learning that I'm incorporating now has been incredibly informative. And I feel like I'm just a a conduit. So on some level, I show up empty with these clients and the teachings come through me. Yeah, it's that download is amazing. The download, the download, yeah. So I'm not approaching a lot of this with judgment or bias or anything like that. It's just awesome coming through. So, so there's this this level of success that I think I've already always driven. Is that the word? Yeah. Have strived, <laughs> have strived <laughs> to to achieve where material needs are being met and exceeded. My spiritual life is not being encumbered by having to hustle too much, right? And the satisfaction that I'm getting from 
showing up in this new way is just really telling me that that I'm on point. And it's taken me, you know, 57 years to get here, but I really do feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And all of the steps that you've taken so far have gotten you to this place. And it's, it's funny. It's like your ideal client will show up when you present yourself as yourself. Right. Which is what you're learning through your work. Yes. Yeah. I should probably study what you're studying a little bit too, but yeah, I, I'm not setting out to, I know the paradigm for, for someone in a career, like what we're working with, you know, sure. it's like, well, first you have to frame your ideal client and then preach to them. And that's like, I, I know I've taken that course before and I'm yes. just, you know, like what you said. Yes. Just be authentic and they'll show up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm finding I've got male and female clients, so I can't say it's, my ideal client is a menopausal woman. <laughs> no, because it's you may give something to a teenager who you went through whatever they're going through way back when and have some words of wisdom because you lived past it and surpassed it. Exactly. Exactly. And I have, yeah, you're absolutely right. I have, I, you know, as you know, I have two kids. My son will be 28. Oh my. I know um, next month and my daughter is 24. So being a mom, making the mistakes I made as a mom, having a, also a tremendous well of wisdom to draw from as a mom, you know, we, we, we straddle those worlds. Yeah. So I, I can, I can bring that perspective and yeah. to do it without them feeling um, like they, they need to be guilty or anything wow. like that. That's, that's something that I really feel is important for helping people to break through their own, kind of um, ego shrouds is like grief, guilt, fear. Wow. We got it. Right. Yeah. And it can't stop you. Y'all have to go through it. You have to deal with it, whatever it happens to be. And it's not going to be the same for you with each person. No. It's, I mean, for me, it was different with each parent. Yeah. So it's, you live through it, but kind of like, being a role model for your kids, just like Bunny was a role model for you. Yeah, she really was a role model for me. And I think the reason why it worked so well is she never, she never came out and said, you're a hot mess. Your family life is a hot, you know, she never said any of that. It was all coming from this place of generosity and Mm -hmm. love. And it was quite a, quite a teaching for me. Yeah. 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 So that role modeling. So it's really nice. And you and I have served each other in this way over the years. It's really nice that that you have people in your life, whether professionally or just on a friendship level, like you and I have to give each other a leg up. Yes. Yeah. Like I hear you. I see you. This is what I think about all this (laughs) and take it whatever you, you may. Exactly. Or sometimes just showing up and being the listener. So I yes. love that. I love that when you're, someone's approached you and said, I got a, I got blah, 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 blah. And you can say, well, do you want me to listen or do you want me to problem solve? Yeah. You know, I can do both. <laughs> you are very good at doing both. And I feel like it takes a certain amount of, as you were saying, authenticity and presence. Yes. And then um, maturity. Just plain old maturity, emotional, <laughs> spiritual maturity. 
And it takes that practice as well. Like I got to get still every day. I've got to dry erase the board. Mm -hmm. So that I yeah, can that getting still will help that download happen. It's the ability to listen through all the noise that is all around us. Exactly. Exactly. And more now, you know, more so now than ever with yes. the, the times that we've experienced over the last two years, how inundated we are with media, you know, and we're putting more out there as we speak. Yeah. And it's filtering through what is the truth in all of that. Right. It's people can say anything and everything. And it's like, wait, <laughs> is that true? Or is that true? I'm not sure. <laughs> right. Right. And we can, you know, when we get clear, well, how does that feel? Not just how I'm thinking about it or what will other people think? What will other people think if I think or express this thing? It's like yeah. that, that inner, that inner space, that inner. Yeah. That, that's the heart speak. It's. Is that what it's called? Heart I don't know. I'm, I'm making it up as I go along, but it's, but I mean, it needs to come from your heart, but is, I think that's where the truth lies, not your ego, not your head. Right. And right. You're saying how it feels and yeah, it, you need to feel it there as opposed to process it so much in your brain. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's, that's my, what I think. That's only going to come through practices that bring you to that stillness. Yes. Get very enamored of how clever we are or how many thoughts we can think in a second or a minute <laughs> or an hour. And most of them are nonsense. Much of it is lies. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's what we hear from everyone else. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, I was listening to a Brene Brown story. And uh, we love Brene. Boy, she's. Yes. But she was in a conflict with her husband. Um, and it was a misunderstanding. And, and she, what she said to herself. And this is what I tell myself. And I offer this to my, my clients and students sometimes. Well, the story I'm telling myself is, right? Because <laughs> it is a story. You don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if it's true or not. So can you help, you know, disabuse me of this notion or, or confirm it one way or the other? The story I'm telling myself is, that's like, whoa, that statement is so freeing. Yes. Yes. Because until you have that conversation with the other person, you don't know what they were thinking, what they meant. And it's meaning that we give to something that may not have been their intent. Exactly. Yeah. And what she, in this, in this anecdote that we're sharing where the husband was, she was completely off base. And um, when he explained it to her, like her heart just flooded open, you know, mm -hmm. she was ready to like put up your dukes. You don't like me. You don't want to be with me. And he's like, wait, I don't, it's not that at all. It's that I actually, I'm afraid of heights or whatever it was. That's why I don't want to go bungee jumping. It was something, <laughs> something, yeah, something completely on the other side of the world. <laughs> I would have thought that, you know? Yes. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I just love it. And I, I love, I really am loving the, the opportunity that I'm being graced with to, to help people to shift their perspective, just like, one of my favorite things to ask is, are you willing? Like, are you willing to shift your perspective? Well, That's an amazing question because it's, they may not be willing or, exactly. or, or even know that there is a different perspective to be had. 
and 300 people are going to come to you willing to be coached, but sometimes you have to ask that question, are you willing to be coached in order to help them with whatever their problem is? Yeah. Well, they want to, they want to just, I want, I want a bunch of techniques and it's like, wait, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, wait a minute. We got to go inside to the really yucky places because that's all bypassing. Well, if I do eight rounds of this breath practice versus four, I'm going to get better. Right. Mm. No, you have to fix the problem and the problem might be you. (laughs) Yeah. It's like like that cartoon uh, or the, the cartoon that I saw, like, there's a guru sitting in front of front of a bunch of people, and he says in the first frame, "Who wants change?" Everybody raises their hands. And then the second frame, he says, "Who wants to change?" And no one raises their hand. <laughs> Here's a quarter for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. so but that's why we're here. Yes. Yeah, and obviously. I mean, I'm making an assumption that we want to change because we're doing these things to help ourselves grow and then we can help other people along the way. Yeah. And we want to change because we are actually taking an honest look at our lives and saying, wow, this really sucks. This thing I keep doing really sucks. Yep. And that's the definition of insanity. Why am I choosing this suffering? Is there another way? Like, yeah, there is another way, but you have to take yourself with you. And that's yes. what you want to do. And sometimes you need to go along a path to find the other way because you keep going around in circles. <laughs> yeah, I'm creating all this motion. It's like, oh, wasn't I just here? Yeah. Yes. I, I see this fork in the road again. How did I get here? <laughs> you know, I call it spiritual prairie dogging, right? <laughs> With the tumbleweeds. <laughs> yeah. Pop up. We look around, then we go right back down into our hole. Yeah. And uh, it's what we all do. I know I have. I know I have done that because I don't want to look at some of these gnarly truths. But when when that light dawns on that gnarly truth, it's like, oh, my God, what a blessing. I can do something with this now that I looked underneath it. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like how you landed yourself in the hospital. It's like, you know, that's you shouldn't wait until that slap in the head happens. (laughs) You should realize that something is awry. Yeah. Well, I'm much more, I'm much more sensitive to that, of course. So, yes. but you know, mine is a cautionary tale, right? <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm actually kind of proud of myself, proud of myself. Cause it was, you know, I was 28. I was only 28 when that, I had that epiphany. So that's right. Not at 55. <laughs> right that's when people have that midlife crisis they go to the doctor oh your blood pressure is you know 200 over 170 oh my god yeah damage is done (laughs) yeah yeah so but i yeah like i said i i feel like i'm poised to have even more breakthroughs i think i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna have at least one more that refines my life in a major way and uh hopefully in a positive way yes not 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 winding down <laughs> exactly but if that happens you know it happens so yeah you know how can you do that with as much self-love and grace as possible i mean that's really and and love for for other people even even the even the weenies you know even the jugheads like okay they got their own issues too like right they do and and if we can help them in some way that's awesome yeah. And, uh, you know, 
helping them by even just not putting that negative out energy out there. I, I think that that helps. I don't, you know, it sounds really feely feely, but it's, but I think it's true. We're all vibration. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to continue to work, to find ways that will raise the vibration and for, for myself and to be able to foster that in, in other people and other people as well, you know, including my family, my kids, uh, you know, and then the, the, my students and my clients. So that sounds fabulous. Onward and upward. Yeah. And I yes. love working with Marianne because she, she, even though she seems to be masterful and she's been doing this for 40 years, she's still working on herself. And I love to see that really. Yes. Good. Yeah. We I always think. have another level to go to whether, <laughs> whether we realize it or not, there's, there's, a, there's always another better level for us to get to and raise our own vibration and others vibrations. Exactly. And in this past year and a half, we've realized how, how intimately connected we actually are. We share each other's breath. I mean, come on. Yes. Yes. We're not, we're not as isolated as we would like to think. No, we're not. Oh, great. Yay. <laughs> I love them. Well, thank you, Lauren. Oh, it's been my, it's been my pleasure. It's really, I'm honored to be able to talk to you about such deep things in such a, uh, such a delightful way. Well, thank you. And what is your website? Oh, um, well, the easiest way is it's my name, Lauren J It's L A U R E N J A Y T O O L I N.com. Yeah. And I have, you know, a virtual uh, yoga studio. I do lots of trainings and of course my primary work right now is as a yoga therapist i'm doing a training with a big media company a yoga media company starting in june on breath work so you Great. definitely want to check that out um, very good Pranamaya media i'm really excited about that talk about raising the vibration i feel like this is a culminative program for me so. that's amazing well thank you yeah and thank you so much. I really, really appreciate this time. And it was a lot of fun. That's good. It's good to connect. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. You as well. Thanks, Marty. Thank you for listening to this episode of Breakthrough with Marty. If you have enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend. If you have not already subscribed, please subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast player. For questions, comments, or suggestions for future guests, you can find me here at martygarlic.com. Thank you again for listening.